You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. Transform the way you hunt with the all-new base cellular trail camera connected by the Moultrie Mobile app. Moultrie Mobile's industry-best app gives you complete control over your camera settings, up-to-the-minute updates from the field, and other interactive scouting tools on your smartphone or computer. Features like weather forecast, advanced species recognition, interactive maps, and a whole lot more. For more information and to make your purchase, visit www.moultriemobile.com. New from Moultrie Mobile, the Feed Hub offers first-of-its-kind cellular connection and control for nearly any spin cast feeder on the market. When used with the Moultrie Mobile app, you can monitor feed and battery levels, run feeders on demand, receive alerts when feeders are clogged, and remotely adjust feeding times. The Feed Hub is ideal for anyone who maintains feeders. Remove the guesswork and save time by planning feeder maintenance before you drive to your hunting property. For more information, visit MoultrieMobile.com. Hey guys and gals, welcome to the Oklahoma Outdoor Podcast, where you will be educated, entertained, and equipped to get more out of your outdoor experience. So hold on tight, because here we go. I'm just going to hit record and see how this goes. Welcome, everybody, to the Oklahoma Outdoors podcast. I am your host, John Hudspeth, and if you're wondering what I was just talking about, uh, my desk sits about five feet from our back door, and out of nowhere, the wind just blew it wide open. Uh, The wind is just howling. It just seems, in general, like it's been a windier-than-average spring. Uh, But anyway, so yeah, if, if at any moment you hear a random loud noise it's probably the door popping back open so like i said i'm gonna i'm gonna see how this goes hopefully it'll stay shut hopefully you guys can hear me because it is extremely loud out there so all right what's up guys sorry about the weird intro i just i've been a little scatterbrain scatterbrain today honestly and so like i said i'm gonna do my best I hope you guys are doing well i hope you guys had a great easter weekend um i know me and my family did we had a lot of fun. Quick little fun story from the weekend. So my wife and I headed over to my parents' house uh, Friday evening, and uh, we were hanging out with them. My mom wanted to take her dog on a walk, and so my wife and I went with her, and uh, we were walking around the little oat patch. Uh, cattle were grazing and everything. It was a beautiful evening, and uh, all of a sudden I looked down into the pecan trees, and I see about 30 hogs down there. So we turn around, head back to the house. Uh, My wife decided she wanted to go after one, so we grab her rifle, take off back out the door. Uh, We left my mom and the dogs in the house. But anyway, my wife and I go out. Uh, I got the shooting sticks. The wind's right. We're weaving in and out of the pecan trees and stuff. Get up to uh, to the group, set the shooting sticks up. My wife, uh, you know, takes her time and just lays the hammer on this big sow. Just dropped it in its tracks and uh, part of the reason I enjoyed this story so much is because my wife is seven months pregnant, for those of you who uh, haven't listened much or haven't kept up with it. And so my wife had her big old belly out there. I hope she doesn't hear that, but ah, she knows it's big. Anyway, <laughs> she was out there. Uh, we took an awesome picture with her, you know, pregnant belly and all. Uh, so yeah, that was just a lot of fun. I think it was good for her heart just knowing that she can still get out there and do stuff 
even though she's very, very pregnant. So, yeah, that was a great time. Uh, speaking of my wife being pregnant, we had our 30-week uh, appointment this morning. And so we got one of those crazy accurate uh, sonogram pictures of the baby's face and everything. Uh, so far, everything is looking good. We got a nice, healthy baby. She's been a little bit on the smaller side, but today she was measuring basically right where she's supposed to be, right at average. So that's a huge blessing. And, uh, man, we just cannot wait for her to get there or get here. I should say, I don't know why I said there. Uh, yeah, I can't wait to meet her and, uh, really looking forward to it. So that'll be end of June, early July, somewhere in there. Um, and yeah, just like I said, just cannot wait, cannot wait for my baby girl. So, so yeah, other than that, the weekend was fairly uneventful. Um, hung out with the family, found a whole bunch of Easter eggs or I hid the eggs. The kids found them. Um, oh, I did. I almost forgot. I did actually head out to a little piece of public land out there that uh, I'd had some cameras out. So I think I originally put these cameras out in 2019, um, hunted out there a little bit in 2019, left them there for 2020, um, hunted there a few times in 2020. And then last season, I just did not make it out there. Um, had a lot of deer, you know, running around the private land. Um, you guys know I didn't get to hunt a, a ton. I, and I ended up getting to hunt quite a bit, but uh, early season didn't get to hunt much. And so these cameras had been out on been out on this public land since 2020. And so I figured they were going to be gone, but I decided I might as well run out there and try. So hiked in about a mile and a half to the back camera. Sure enough, both of them were gone. I did think it was funny, though. The furthest back camera I had out there, uh, I had that one in a lockbox with like a cable lock around it. And whoever stole these cameras, I, I don't blame them too much. Like I said, they had been out there a while. They probably thought that, you know, I'd forgotten about them, which I kind of had. Uh, but anyway, somehow they managed to get the cable lock off and loop it over a limb and left it there for me, uh, but took the camera in the lockbox. And so... I don't know if they just like had the exact same cable lock or something and were able to like had the same key. I don't know if they changed the keys up on those or something. Uh, but yeah, they left the cable lock, took the camera and the lock box, unfortunately. So uh, I hope they got a lot of good information. I mean, part of me doesn't hope they got a lot of information because that should have been mine. But uh, yeah, anyway, lost two cameras, um, but I got a nice you know hike in. So that was good. Uh, I, I gotta throw a shout out to Twisted X Boots. I recently bought a new pair of their boots and I bought the waterproof ones. I was uh, blown away at how dry my feet stayed because it was kind of misty and raining over the weekend. Um, you know, the grass was pretty tall out there. The bottom of my pants were soaked. Feet were completely dry. So, random weird shout out to Twisted X. Uh, yeah, great, great product. So, anyway, yeah, um, went out to the public land. Uh, scouting around a little bit. I saw quite a bit of deer sign. Actually, I took some pictures of it. I'll, I'll put it on social media. Uh, I found two different scrapes that were nowhere around a tree. Like there was no licking branch. They were just out in this little sandy spot. Um, one of them, one of them was small. Like it, was, it just looked like, you know, a single deer had kind of potted it a couple times. One of them was like a pretty decent scrape, uh, tracks all the way around it. Um, and, and it was very fresh. Like I said, it had been raining. And so I don't know why, a deer would be scraping in the middle of nowhere in the middle of April. But, uh, yeah, just an interesting little fact for you guys. So you never know what deer sign you're going to find out there. 
So that was my weekend. Um, this coming weekend, I actually will be on a consulting trip in the Ada area. So very excited about that. It's a landowner that has some existing acreage and then actually are in the process of buying some additional acreage that touches them. So that's going to be fun um, doing some consulting. And then, yeah, I think that's going to do it for this intro. So let's go ahead and get into the meat and potatoes of this podcast. This week we're talking to Roy Potter, and uh, Roy is a great guy. He really he reminds me a lot of myself. Uh, he's a hardworking guy, but he's also not afraid to just relax and take it easy. So uh, yeah, Roy and I really hit it off. We met at the Backwoods Show, and uh, we actually recorded this about two weeks ago. And I'm just now getting it out to you guys. But uh, so Roy's a good guy. He runs two different businesses, so this is going to be kind of a, a two part and one type podcast. The first one is Woods County Whitetails, and that is his outfitting business in northwestern Oklahoma. And then his second one that kind of came out of that is Oaky Hides. And Oaky Hides is a bland, a blind manufacturer here in Oklahoma. Uh, and yeah, we get into the whole story of it. But man, like I said, Roy was just a great guy. I really, really uh, encourage you guys to check out Oaky Hides um, and Woods County Whitetails. Uh, Woods County Whitetails, man, it is like a end-all, be-all type hunting experience. Um, great food. He's t- got a five-star chef he brings in. Um, you know, really comfortable blinds, which are now the Oki Hide blinds, kind of how that happened. Um, tons and tons of deer, uh, food plots, feeders, you name it. Um, so yeah, just a great outfitting business up there. And then, like I said, kind of out of that came Oki Hides. And man, I saw these blinds at the Backwoods show awesome blind just lots of thought put into them and uh and for for oklahoma specifically they are an awesome blind because they most of them come with a bow window in the center we have a long archery season they got rifle windows on the sides uh, or on each side of the bow window heavy duty for our strong winds they come with towers built in um so you don't have to like buy the blind and then separately buy uh, a tower with it Uh, it all comes in one and uh, man, I'm really bad at ruining all this stuff before we get into the actual podcast. So, so I'm going to go ahead and cut myself off here and let Roy tell you guys about it himself. So, yeah, I think you guys are really going to enjoy this. Here is my episode with Roy Potter. All right, everybody, welcome to today's show. And today we're talking to Roy Potter. How you doing, Roy? We're doing great. How are you, John? Doing just fine. Just uh, we we survived the storm last night. You said y- it didn't hit y'all too bad, but uh, we got hit pretty good down here. Uh, but today, actually today, it hit, hit almost ninety degrees down here today. Yeah, the sun actually came out up here as well today. Mm-hmm. But I think we're supposed to get a front coming in like tomorrow, though. I think tomorrow the high is only like seventy-one. So I, I don't think Mother no- Nature knows exactly what she's doing just yet. You know, we're all Oklahomans, so you just never know what the weather's going <laughs> to, yep. you know, hold for the next thing. If you listen to the news, half the time it's incorrect, and it can be correct, and you just never know. Just yep. don't plant your gardens till after Easter. That's right. Grandpa always says that. Don't uh, get in a hurry. That's right. Because we could have that free still. Uh, typical spring. Typical spring. Yeah. All right. Well, Roy, before we get into, uh, we got a couple different topics to cover today, but uh, first off, why don't you just introduce yourself and tell everybody a little bit about yourself. 
Oh, not really a lot to tell, I guess. Roy Potter, uh, you know, been hunting and fishing since I was in diapers. Uh, it's, it's more than a hobby. I don't like to use that word. It's a passion. It's more of a, a way of life. Uh, you know, been in the oil and gas industry for 23 years now. I lose track sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and really got hooked up with a guy, Bruce Miller, that changed the game the way we hunt and stuff. And that's how it turned into an outfitting business, how it turned into a blind business. Uh, you know, of course, the day job is still Horizon Cable Service. Uh, uh, and we have 10 locations strung out from North Dakota to South Texas, you know, to East Texas, to West Texas, Kansas, He's Corpus, Oklahoma City's our corporate office. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if I could figure out a way to make a full-time job in the outdoor industry, I'm on board full-time. <laughs> <laughs> You're speaking my language there. Yeah. You're speaking my language there. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. But, right, you know, unfortunately, a lot of us got to have that day job. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, being stuck in the office or in the shop, Especially with this weather, I would love to be out, you know, putting turkeys to roost right now about oh, this yeah. time. Oh, yeah. So. I hear you. I hear you. Awesome, man. Well, you... Uh, really? You... Just a guy crazy about, about the outdoors. That's perfect. That's perfect. Same here. Same here. I'm trying to uh, sneak off to Texas this weekend, actually, to put a few turkeys to rest. And uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm pumped for that. Oklahoma's yeah. uh, changing their season a little bit this year, and... Of course, I'm as a southeastern yeah, Oklahoma yeah, guy. Yeah, I've always had the later season being in southeastern Oklahoma. So uh, the rest of the state's just going to have you know I get to say hi hi to you guys now. <laughs> Y'all got to suffer with me. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you know, and, and you know the one bird limit. I'm totally good with that. I think mm-hmm. it should be the turkey population is not what it was say seven ten years ago. We would see flocks of fifty, and now if you see a flock of 20 you're doing pretty well and, mm-hmm. and that's in northwest oklahoma i don't know about the rest of the state yeah so and but starting it this team well our turkey's been strutting now for three four weeks so mm-hmm. you know the 16th it it's just going to be tougher to hunt you mm-hmm. know it's way doable it's just going to change it up a little bit because in the years past opening weekend is the best time you know mm-hmm. to go turkey hunting and yeah. in my opinion yeah. but uh so it's going to change up a little bit, but I'm sure we'll still be successful. I'm still, we'll, we'll do some running and gunning. We'll do some sets and some pop-ups. And, you know, for me, I don't even really shoot a bird that much. I like to put my wife on one, Christy, and some mm-hmm. friends. And I just like doing the calling and decoy and, mm-hmm. and getting them in, honestly. Yeah. I love to hear them spitting, drumming. Uh, it's, it's, that's what does it for me. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Awesome. I'm ready. I'm ready. All right. Well, you mentioned a few of your uh, your businesses that we're going to cover today. And uh, to start off, I want to talk about Wood, Woods County Whitetails. Excuse me there. So uh, where just Woods where, County Whitetails. <laughs> yeah. Where did this concept come from? Uh, did you start it yourself? Did you buy it? Uh, just tell us a little bit about the, the origin of Wood, Woods County Whitetails. Well, uh, again, I mentioned Bruce Miller. He, he's the guy that brought me on to Huntley. So this year will be 21 years ago. He answered an ad in a newspaper back when people read newspapers. <laughs> and there was a lease available in Freedom, Oklahoma. And Donald Rutlinger was the landowner. 
And, uh, you know, before that, doing some hunting towards up by Alva, but was really looking for Elise ourselves. And uh, he answered the paper, and before he could even see the first piece of property of Donald's, he said, I'll take it. <laughs> and really, it, it grew from there. That is a 5,000-acre ranch. Uh, uh, we had a few lease members. And the deer were just, if you know anything about northwest Oklahoma, it, it's just notorious for having big deer. Mm-hmm. Uh, from there, we gathered up a few more ranches. One come for lease. We, we picked it up. Uh, and then another lease came available and we picked it up before you know it. Now you got 10,000 plus acres and it just became a, a huge ranch, full-time working trophy whitetail ranch. It just a couple guys that are crazy about whitetails trying to handle all this thing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, about four years ago, we said, Hey, let's, uh, Let's go ahead and, and try to just play around with guiding some hunts. So we had some closer friends, and we put them on some stands. That we were kind of sitting on, you know, in our opinion, one of the best whitetail ranches in the state. Mm-hmm. And we just started Woods County Whitetails, and we kicked names around for the longest time. And Bruce just came up with the name WCW, Woods County Whitetail. And that stuck. So we've really been doing that professionally now under a legal name for for three years Mm -hmm. uh we upped up we upped our uh we got more more ground for lease we bought in some land recently uh we bought 1500 acres just probably 30 days ago and we don't have any lease members anymore we have some guys that help us and it became it's dang near a waiting list, John, to get on there now <laughs> to get a hunt with us. We don't do a lot of hunts a year, mm-hmm. 15 to 18 hunts. Uh, they're five-day hunts. They're $5,000, which I know it seems high. You know, I couldn't afford one of our hunts. Mm-hmm. But if you think about having your own lease and what you would spend on paying the lease, what you'd be spending for fuel or stands or corn and maintenance, you already spent that. Mm-hmm. Let us do the work for you. You know, we can't guarantee you that mega giant. You know, everybody wants that 150 plus buck. Mm-hmm. We can't guarantee you that. We can guarantee you're going to see a lot of deer. You're going to see a lot of 130s, 140s. But that potential to see that mega giant is always there. We, we work year-round to improve the ranch. We feed all year-round. This year, we really upped our uh, protein program. We teamed up with Tracy Thiessen at Buck Seduction, another Oklahoma uh, company. He's out of Weatherford, has a great product, great guy. Uh, you know, I don't know where I'm heading with this. Uh, <laughs> You're doing great. I, I, I will say this. You, yeah. You talked about the hunt a little bit and the price and everything. Uh, just going off of the setup you guys had at the Backwoods show, I think people are going to be in for a treat. Y'all had a couch there. Uh, you set me down, gave me a cold drink and everything. And uh, so I'm, I'm going to say that it's yeah, well worth you know, the money. Well, you know, Bruce and I and my wife, we've all been on outfitted hunts. And some are really awesome, right? And some are not. So I told Bruce, if we're going to do this deal, let's do it first 
class. It doesn't cost that much more to fly first class, right? Mm-hmm. So we hired a five-star chef, Greg Northern. He owned and operated Northern Chop House up there in uh, Wood, Woodward, not Woodward, I'm sorry, up by Alva. Mm-hmm. So it was in Woods County. And when he sold that during COVID, we made a deal with him, and he does all the cooking. And then we're talking crab cakes, lobster, shrimp, uh, hand-cut ribeyes, fillets, bone-in Berkshire chops, uh, homemade mac and cheese, the charcuterie plates out for snacks, desserts, you know, in the lodge. You know, it's a, it's nothing fancy, but it's very clean, very comfortable mattresses, great pillows, great linens, housekeeping, so we can control everything we can, right? We can't control if that 170-inch deer is going to walk out, but we can control everything else. Make sure you're very comfortable, you know, from from the Internet to to the food, to the lodging, to making sure you have good company. Uh, if you have food allergies, you'll fill that out on your uh, reservation sheet that we'll send to you. And we're just going to – basically, I tell people, you're on vacation to shoot a big deer. Just let us spoil you. <laughs> you don't have to do anything. You don't have to walk more than, what, 200 yards to the stand at times, uh, you know, and we put you in very comfortable stands with leather office seats. You know, if it's cold, you have a heater. Uh, you know, it's really just turned into this awesome thing that just happened so quickly. You know, uh, yeah, we, we got a walk-in freezer now for all the provisions, uh, the shop. We built a new shop that uh, a guy that works for us has just redesigned it. He put all this old, rusty, corrugated tin up and did the walls with three-quarter-inch plywood. We're going to hang a lot of taxidermy up. We just made it a real inviting spot. Mm-hmm. And when people get to Freedom, which I think is one of the smallest towns in Oklahoma, <laughs> I could be incorrect about that, but I think through K through 12, they have about 30 students. Mm. And that's through all grades. Mm-hmm. It's very, very small. You know, one, I don't even think there is a stop sign. In, there isn't even a stop sign in Freedom. Mm. <laughs> you know, and it's just really become our second home. Mm-hmm. And we try to, you know, guests come in. We have guests coming in from New York, Florida, Atlanta, Georgia, North Dakota, Texas, Arizona, Utah. You know, without my booking sheet here, I couldn't even name them all. But mm-hmm. when they come in, you know, sometimes they're strangers. But when they leave, they're long-life friends. You know, we stay in contact. We text. We call. They're generally, you know, what we call blood brothers. Mm-hmm. Awesome, man. Yeah, so you should book a hunt with this, John. <laughs> all right. I'm thinking about it. You're selling it pretty good. <laughs> uh, before I do, though, I want to get into a few more details. I want to talk about the hunting a little bit here. Uh, so, um, I get you guys can accommodate any weapon, bow, muzzleloader, rifle. Uh, why don't you talk about kind of the different hunts and, uh, and how yeah, that works. So we, yeah, our lodge, we can sleep six comfortably and we'll never book more than six hunters at a time. You know, matter of fact, that's more than we really like. And our accommodations, we've had 85 year old men. Uh, we do archery. You know, from compound to to uh, crossbow to traditional. Uh, if a guy wants to sit 20 foot up in a ladder stand, 
in the open air. All of our tree stands have fall protection. If you want to get in a real comfy blind of ours, we'll put you there, you know, all depending on the wind. But we have about 65 feeders running with probably 75, 80 stands mixed up with the ladders and the tower blinds. So we have a lot of options. You know, we run all cell cameras. Stealth is our preferred brand. So we try to keep an eye on those bucks. Even now, we kind of know where some of them are. Here in the next couple months, they'll really start developing some headgear. We'll keep an eye on them. Uh, you know, late September, they're pretty much developed. Uh, and come October 1st, we got a game plan. And we do a lot of discussing. Bruce and I will we'll go over the trail cam pictures and we'll try to make sure each one of our hunters gets that opportunity as they should. You know, we mentioned before, it's a lot of money, mm-hmm. you know, but this is free range hunting, low fence. Uh, it's, it's, it's a, as you know, shooting a big whopper is no walk in the park. Mm-mm, not at all. Not at all. Yeah. And, and, you know, you talked about, we got, uh, Jeff Danker with Buck Ventures, mm-hmm. him and I, uh, we met at the Backwoods show. Great guy, fellow Oklahoman. His ranch is about 40 miles or less from our ranch. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we partnered up with him. We're going to film a full show in October. It'll be first, second week in October. And it's called Cure for the Hunt. He's bringing in a uh, four-stage cancer kid, which, you know, I spoke with Jeff this evening. We just hope he can make October, you know, mm-hmm. God willing. And we have another kid that's, you know, stuck in a wheelchair and we're going to make accommodations to hunt this guy. And, uh, you know, so from whatever age, and we've had kids hunt with us, you know, young kids, we put people on their first year, which is always a fun deal mm-hmm. to an 85 year old man who's been hunting whitetails his whole life and finally said, you know what? I haven't been successful. Let me turn it over to the pros. Help me get that big deer. And we've done that. Mm-hmm. So a lot of cool things. And, you know, we're, we're really excited about working with Jeff too. Mm-hmm. You know, it's going to be a, a really special episode. It may turn into a double episode on the outdoor network mm-hmm. as well as what he was saying this evening. Nice. Very nice. So, yeah. well, go ahead. No, go ahead, John. Oh, I was just going to say, Brooke, I I met Jeff as well at the show. I actually got his card sitting right here on my desk, uh, hoping to have him on later this summer. Um, but yeah, that's that's awesome that y'all were able to to hook up and and make some people's dreams come true. Yeah, you know, we're just you know we'll have three four days in these kids' life to be part of it, and you know, one of their big dreams is to shoot a you know big white tailed deer, and and we'll do everything we can to make that happen. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah, and then also later in November, uh, we got Mike Hambach of Big Deer TV. He'll be coming out with a couple hunters and a camera crew filming with us. So that'll be interesting. Yeah. I don't know Mike real well, but I'm sure after he hunts with us, we'll we'll be buddies. <laughs> he has a great show. I've watched many episodes of it. So mm-hmm. looking forward to that as well. Awesome. Awesome, man. Man, y'all are gonna have all these big wigs in. You're gonna run out of hunts for uh, for people like me. <laughs> well, you know, we, you just 
put down a deposit okay. on and we'll get you right. get you on the book. That's right. about the best we can do. Right. You know, Good last enough. year we we did really well. We mm-hmm. shot 170 plus inch deer. We shot 162 multiple 150s. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, our largest deer we've ever killed up there is 196 and 78, mm-hmm. which I just Let's just go ahead and round that up to that magical 200 inch deer. <laughs> that's right. That's and, right. And we, and we've killed that, mm-hmm. you know, and for anybody in this industry, you start throwing out that 200 inch number. It's, it's pretty big deal. It is. It is. Awesome. Now, uh, on, on your hunts, are they all like fully guided? Like, do you have a guy in the blind with you? Do y'all kind of drop people off and tell them what to look for? How does that work? Well, most of these guys that come in are pretty experienced hunters. Mm-hmm. We've had some novices mm-hmm. and that I've personally sat with and, you know, so they don't shoot the first one and a half year old buck that comes in or the two year old, mm-hmm. you know, you got to have them sit on their hands. But most <laughs> of these gentlemen, you know, we take them to the stand, uh, make sure they're set up and I'll let them know, Hey, there's a big deer in here by the name of El Chapo or flamethrower or tall Paul or strict nine or whatever the name of the deer is. I said, he's coming in here. He was in here two nights ago. He's coming from your Northwest or whatever direction it may be. I said, but also there's another eight pointer that comes in here and he's three and a half and he will get your attention. Mm -hmm. I said, now you can shoot that deer, but if you want that deer you came here for, you're going to have to sit on your hands. Mm -hmm. And so it's pretty much, they're self-guided gotcha. but i give them all the tools and trail cam pictures and information they need you know and i'll even ask them you know are you attracted to this buck are you attracted mm-hmm. to that buck you know because deer are like artwork right you know mm-hmm. some people like picasso or andy warhol or or whatever it may be and some guy may be attracted to that tight narrow heavy eight pointer that that's the deer for me mm-hmm. or one guy said no i need a wide 10 pointer or I want something with some gnarly stuff. It's just, it's whatever they're kind of attracted to. And I'll, I'll, I'll show them and we'll kind of make a play on that deer. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Perfect. Yeah. And, and, and my wife's over here saying, you know, and what she's saying is true. We, we've hunted a lot of women. Sometimes mm-hmm. it was their first time. Uh, when I got my wife into hunting probably six, seven, eight years ago now. And mm-hmm. she's killed just as big as she's actually, more big than i have we don't have to air that for everybody but (laughs) maybe you broke up a little bit during that part yeah so yeah jesus hope and anymore i didn't she was john basically all my life but it, it didn't seem to bother me i was coming off a year before that on opening day I shot a 160 with my bow and arrow out of a stand we called the killing tree. As soon as it got daylight, we had them arrowed. He ran 50 yards and he cartwheeled in front of me. And I'm really honestly still living off that that uh, deer heart. But when I get these other guys in, they're you know to me they're the trigger man. I'm sending them in where I'm pretty come out. So when they get that harvest, they get that kill. We get that deer on the ground and. We got his headgear in our hands. I'm just as much as part of that as they are. That's how I feel. And I get just as much satisfaction out of that deal. It's really rewarding. 
Awesome. That's that's what you want out of an outfitter. You know, you want them to take that time and have that appreciation for the hunt. And yeah, like, you know, just like it was your own, like just as if you were the one pulling the trigger, you know? Yeah. Because, you know, every outfitter may be listening. You know, they know there's no money in outfitting. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the time you pay, the leases, the corn, the protein, the utilities, the taxes, the diesel fuel, the tractor seed, the fertilizer, it, it all goes back to the ranch. Just mm-hmm. So we know when these guys come in, they're going to see a lot of deer. Mm-hmm. No, nobody ever sits without seeing a deer. Yeah. We can guarantee you're going to see deer. Mm-hmm. Awesome. All right. Well, I want you to, uh, I want you to set the mood for us real quick. Let's say, you know, I book a hunt with you and everything. I just want you to kind of walk us through a day in the life. So, you know, wake up, uh, breakfast, riding out to the stand, uh, do they come in for lunch? You know, just kind of walk us through the entire day and what okay. somebody can expect sure. from what's kind sure. of I'll, 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 I'll start. Yeah, I'll even start before that. So you'll arrive midday, the day before your hunt, mm-hmm. and we'll get you unpacked and get you settled into your room, get you comfortable. And then we'll hit the range. We've got a really nice archery range. We have a really nice rifle range. You know, these guys come in on airlines or drive a long ways. We want to make sure that weapon's on, and I'll go out with them, and I have to make sure myself, I have to see that they're a good shot. The last mm-hmm. thing we want to do is with your John. Yeah. Uh, so we'll get you on the range, make sure the weapons are dialed in. Then we'll get you, get you something to eat, get you something to drink, whatever it may be. And if we got time that evening, we'll go hunt. Uh, if we don't, we'll just go drive around to these wheat fields and we'll get them all pumped up and pre-gamed and, and show them a bunch of deer. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll settle in. Greg Northern will have dinner ready for us at a certain time, whatever it may be. Uh, we'll sit around, get some good camaraderie, laugh. And these guys that come in always have great stories to tell, right? They've been all over the world hunting. Mm-hmm. We've met some of the best people doing this. It's unbelievable. And you just sit around gabbing. Next thing you know, it's 9, 10, 11 o'clock. And, you know, we got to be up depending on time change early. Mm-hmm. So we'll get you up. I want to have guys in the stand an hour before daylight is, is my personal rule. Uh, you know, I've, I've been there five minutes before daylight and still seen deer. But we want to get you up early. And we'll have your coffee ready. If you need a cinnamon roll or, or some breakfast, we'll accommodate that. Uh, we have other guys working for us, you know, Tara Marshall, Chuck Whitehead, Landy Fulmer, and, of course, Bruce Miller. We'll make a plan where we're going, and we cater you around the ranch in these really outfitted, cool Toyota trucks. Sorry about that. Somebody was hot-rodding by That's here. I heard a little bit of it. Uh, That's all right. Yeah, we'll, we'll get you to your stand. We'll make a set time depending on the time of year. You know, by 10 a.m., early October, all of October, really, the show's over by 9. Mm-hmm. The feeders go off around 7. Uh, the deer will start funneling in there, and they will eat every stitch of corn till it's gone. Uh, we, we either make a kill or we don't. We bring you back in, feed you lunch. A lot of times these guys want to take a nap or rest, or a lot of times there's chores to do. We'll... Uh, go fill some feeders or we'll go tweak a blind or or go look at a new spot or just ride around and look at the ranch you know have a cold beer or something 
mm-hmm. and we make the game play for the evening hunt. We get you in there early, you know, October it gets dark around seven. We're going to get you back in there at three, three ish, and you'll have a four hour set. Mm-hmm. You, you, you know, you, you come back in, dinner will be prepared and we kind of repeat the process, dinner, drinks, laugh stories. Next morning we'd make another play and they're five day hunts. So really we got 10 good hard hunts that we do. Usually, it doesn't take all 10 hunts, John. Usually, it happens in the first three days that we get the deer we're after. You know? And then once the deer's down, we do a photo shoot. Uh, we're really big on that. We will make the best pictures we can because, honestly, that's what you want to send your buddy back home in Oregon or Phoenix or wherever you may be. You want to send them that picture and have those bragging rights right mm-hmm. behind this big deer. And we'll do all the field dressing. We'll bring them back to the shop. We'll put them on the meat hook. We'll weigh the deer. We'll process the deer. We'll cape the deer. And then, you know, it gets down to scoring the deer, which is always sometimes my favorite part. And then we have a walk-in meat locker that we keep at about 37 degrees. We'll hang that deer up. And if the hunter doesn't want to take the deer with them, we donate it to Oklahoma's uh, charity, Hunters for Hunger. Mm -hmm. And Larry's Meat Market in Union City Peggy, I believe her name, she helps us out with that. So it all goes to a good cause. Mm-hmm. And, you know, from there, the taxidermy goes to Felix Olivio. He does all of our taxidermy for us. He'll have your deer back to you at your house within three to six months, depending on how many he's got. And nobody yeah. does that. Yeah, that's pretty quick. Yeah. I nobody just pick, does that. I and just he picked works up it. my uh, 2021 deer. Or no, I'm sorry, my 2020 deer about two months ago. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, and then Rivers Wynn, our marketing manager, she'll make sure you are plastered on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, our website. Uh, really, she's been a huge part of all this. You know, she's been a real game changer because everything's digital, right? You, mm-hmm. you have to be out there in the digital market. You have to make posts every day. You have to, you know, I think we're up to like 3,500 followers on Woods County Whitetails and thousands on Facebook. I mean, it's just, it's growing like gangbusters. It's growing like wildfire. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Awesome, yep. man. That's great. So that's basically your typical day, you know? Perfect. Sounds like a dream to me. All right. Well, so uh, I think that covers the Woods County Whitetails. Pre- unless you have any closing thoughts on that before we move on to the next no, one. No, no. Okay. I mean, that's, that's pretty much it. Uh, we're looking forward to this season coming up. Like I said, we got three different people we're filming with, and we got some really repeat customers that we just – we wait all year to see them again, you know. Philip Jarrett, if you're listening, you're one of those guys. Carl Thomason. And, and, you know, uh, Colby Herring and Michael from Florida. Uh, we got uh, Matt and Adam coming from Minnesota. Those guys are a hoot. Mm-hmm. You just, you got a lot of, if I'm missing some names out there, if you're listening, I apologize. We just got some really cool guys that we just enjoy hunting with. Yeah, that's so, awesome. So looking forward to this season. And, you know, we have a big hit list coming up. I know we got a lot of deer last year that uh, we didn't get, you know, just because we mark them and we work really hard. Sometimes getting those deer is just really hard. You know, Super Slammer is one of them. Big, giant deer. He's probably got 45 inches of mass. 
broccoli top got away from us. Torch down at the dead end road got away from us. Uh, there's one at the sagebrush field. You know, all of our stands are named. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's another big deer on the Maddox Ranch. There's there's at least 10 deer that just squeaked by. And then we got a lot of those deer that will be coming up this year, if we can keep them on our ranch, that are going to be mega giants. So we have plenty of big deer to chase. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So looking forward to it. Awesome. Man, you're a salesman. You are. <laughs> no, well, I'm just telling you how it is. I get more excited about the deer hunting than anything else, you know. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I really live for it. I understand. I understand. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah, you know, and and we do we do a lot of farming. We really upped our farm game for Woods County Whitetail because come November, if you don't have wheat, you don't have the big deer. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we've we've invested in big cultivators, big discs, big drills, big John Deere forty four fifty tractors, uh, just where we start farming hundreds of acres and make sure we have that that wheat because mm-hmm. uh, wheat is king up there it is yeah. king if you don't have it you're not going to have the deer concentration that we do yeah so that's a big part of our our tools that we use is using the, the food plots mm-hmm. awesome. so anyway just like i said just looking forward to this this year's hunt who knows what will happen maybe we'll shoot another 200 inch deer who knows <laughs> i hope you do i hope you do and you better send me some pictures if you do so oh yeah yeah <laughs> all right well i'm guessing out of woods county whitetails comes your next venture and that is oaky hides uh and you had a couple of these blinds at the backwoods show and i was super impressed with these things so why don't you tell us a little bit about your, Thank you. uh, your blinds yeah so the oaky hides deal another bruce miller idea you know in the beginning i was not on board honestly uh so how it really spawned from star ranch we've used a lot of manufacturers blinds and i'm not going to mention their names Mm -hmm. but there's not a whole lot out there you know we used basically all of them Mm -hmm. and and a lot of them they're they're good blinds but they weren't great blinds Mm -hmm. they all had problems some of them one of them cost my wife and i dear we called 10 piece the windows were horrible they had these cam latch spring loaded slide up windows which you know probably our fault we should have had it open and my wife told me to have it open and and i didn't and the deer came in and we opened the window got busted or we've had blinds that didn't have curtains and we got skylines Mm -hmm. or the door has a horrible squeak or the floor squeaked or there wasn't hooks or shelves for your binoculars, your coat or spot for your heater. There just was always something. So when you log thousands of hours in a hunting blind, right. Mm-hmm. And you're looking around, there's not always deer to look at. There's always birds, but <laughs> so you're looking around this blind thinking, man, it'd be nice to have this here. It'd be nice to have this here. Man, it'd be really cool if we did this. Well, in 2020, COVID hit, right? Mm -hmm. And we have a full welding fabrication department at Horizon Cable. And Bruce said, you know, we either lay these guys off or give them something to do. Mm -hmm. I said, yeah, you're right. You're right. Can't sweep the floor every day. Mm -hmm. He said, well, let's have them make some blinds for us. Uh, You know, when when that COVID hits, it's kind of April, May, back in 2020. Well, Mm -hmm. April, May, we're really gearing up to implement and set out more blinds or buy blinds. Mm-hmm. 
So we went out and we started building them. And the first ones were not that great. So honestly, they were, we made a lot of mistakes. You know, building blinds, you think it's pretty easy. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of people built them out of four by eight, three quarter plywood or built them out of this and built them out of that. Everybody's built homemade blinds, right? Mm-hmm. Well, with that full weld shop, fab shop, machine shop, we had all the tools, you know, at hand. And, and being a welder fabricator by trade, we built and designed a few blinds and they weren't bad. They were probably better than what we had. So we didn't buy any blinds that year. And we got them up there in Woods County and some of our buddies seen them and they liked them. And the next thing you know, they're saying, could I, could I buy a couple of those? Hey, do you got any more of those? And you got, Hey, I'd take, I'd take a couple if you got them. And we're like, wow, I guess, I guess our blinds are pretty good. But the, the intention was, to build them for Woods County Whitetails. Mm-hmm. Well, COVID finally kind of went away and the oil and gas business picked up and the welders and fabricators, we didn't have time to build blinds anymore, John. Mm-hmm. But Bruce was already hooked on building them. And he said, why are we not building any more blinds? <laughs> so, well, Bruce, we got, we got real work to do. Well, that's it. Find me a shop. Find me some welders. Let's get with the lawyer. Let's get the tax ID. Let's, we're going to go in the blind business. And I'm like, oh, geez. Okay. Okay. All right. You know, and, and like any idea Bruce has, I'm going to try to follow up through it. Mm-hmm. So I found a 4,000 square foot building here in Oklahoma City. It's nothing fancy by no means. Mm-hmm. We started interviewing and hiring welders, fabricators, and finishers, and carpenters. And we bought more welders. We bought more equipment. Uh, we got all the materials we we needed, steel, plywood, windows, and boom, we opened up. And that's only been probably nine, ten months ago. And we fully went out to Oki Hyde. And at first, the name, the name, I didn't like the name, John. I'm like, really, Oki Hyde? Mm-hmm. So, so the listeners, everywhere in America, we call them blinds. Mm-hmm. But outside, you go to Africa, New Zealand, uh, you know, Europe, they're a hide. Mm-hmm. It's a hide, not a blind. Mm-hmm. And, and Mr. Miller, he's been all over the world hunting. So he came up with Oki Hides. And, and frankly, I hated it at first, but now I love it. Uh-huh. And we had one of our guys design, Jeff Tucker, uh, design the uh, logo, which it's, it's really catching on. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now we're building, in my opinion, you've seen them at the show. And since the show, we've even improved them a little bit. We're building this first class hunting blind built for the hunt, meaning anything that may have cost us a deer in our hunting career, we fixed it. We eliminated. it. We made virtually almost a scent free blind. If you keep all the windows closed, mm-hmm. a noiseless blind, uh, all the steel is sandblasted and powder coated, not painted, powder coated. I don't know if anybody does that. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we just try to use the best materials. 26 gauge galvanized steel for the one steel for the frame. We basically, like in the oil field, we overbuilt it. Mm-hmm. We built it better than it should be. Built it better than it needs to be. Uh, so when you're sitting in there 
any place that arms reach, you have what you need, whether it be a shelf, a hook. It hunts two like a Cadillac, Mm -hmm. but you can hunt three. We've had even more than that in there. All the bases are five by six. Uh, We have two models. We have the hut, which has got a seven-foot pitch roof inside of there. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight windows in this thing, John. We have more than a guy needs, you know, because you may be set up facing the north, but a deer has been from the south, and we wanted to make sure you get that deer or that opportunity. The windows we use are so silent, very quiet. Uh, they're, they're real glass. Uh, they have curtains in there. They're gabardine black but they fold up or real easy uh the bases are five by six which gives you a lot of room uh we have two models which you want to put on a tower you can get it on a five foot or an eight foot and then we also have our ground round and the ground round you've seen it at the show you put that thing out two o'clock in the afternoon and kill a deer in it that evening <laughs> you can put it in anywhere it has a great purpose. Myself, personally, I like our eight-foot model. I like to be elevated. But e- either one you choose, they've been field tested. You know, last year we killed a lot of big deer out of there. You know, Boone and Crockett deer. Uh, Terrell Marshall and I, we've done some tests with them where we've gone to hunt where it's blown right at the feeder. We'll keep all the windows down, you know, not intending to do any killing. Mm-hmm. And you just barely cracked that window, John, a quarter inch. You're sent, the deer would blow. Mm-hmm. Proved to free. You can hunt some of those long winds. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the ladders you see in the show, they're at the right angle. So a lot of blinds, you got to climb straight up the ladder, right? Mm-hmm. You know those blinds. You're going vertical, straight mm-hmm. up and down. We wanted ours to be comfortable with the handrail. And then we get up step, which is very aggressive. So if you got ice snow, you might have that traction on your boots to get up there. And once you get up that stairway, we call it our porch, our front porch. It's very wide. It's very big where you can get in that blind without banging your rifle, without banging your crossbow, your bow and arrow. You have a, a lot of room because you're going in sometimes virtually dark, dark, dark. And you need that room. And some of those other blinds we were using, you know, you'd bang, bang your weapon on the on the doorway. Or it'd have an RB latch that when we got an ice storm, we couldn't get in our blind. We literally couldn't get in our blind. Mm-hmm. So we built a handle that will always work no matter weather condition. Mm-hmm. And uh, today was pretty exciting. Uh, we teamed up with Brad Clay. We're final to send out doors. Mm-hmm. He is a, a great guy. Matter of fact, we load up tomorrow, and we're going to head to his 5,000-acre ranch, and we're going to put some of these blinds. He hasn't seen the new paint scheme, and you had, we totally changed the paint scheme from what you've seen at the show to now. It, I'm telling you what, we, we hit a home run with it. <laughs> you know, we hit a home run. You know, our blinds are built one by one, you know, and honestly, right now, John, we can put out about four or five blinds a week with the staff we have. 
Hmm. You know, we, we like to consider them the, the Mercedes or the Rolls Royce. They're hand-built, hand-painted, hand-signed by the builder. Uh, it's just, I think the hunting industry needed a blind like this. Mm-hmm. You know, and they're not the most expensive blind out there. They're just mm-hmm. the best. Mm-hmm. You know, our, our huts right now on the eight foot are going for 4,300. Our five foot base is going for four. And our ground rounds going for 38. Yeah. Now, those prices probably will change in a year or so. But we're just putting those out where we're not making a ton of money, but we need to get them out and get them in hands of hunters. So we know they're the best. We just need everybody else to know that. And I think it's important to say that that price includes the stand. Uh, You know, there's a lot of blinds out there right now going for $3,500 with no stand. And so, yeah, I think that's a key point. You know, when you, yeah, when we were at the show and you told me the price, I'd raise my eyebrows just a little bit. But then when you said that include the stand, I was like, man, that is a heck of a deal right there. There is. And, and I think you were in them or went around them, mm-hmm. you know, everything from the assembly. So you get out on location, you're out, who knows where you could be. It's probably remote or a place where you feel like you got the best chance for a big deer. So we made our legs, we weld numbers in them, one, two, three, and four into the pockets, into the bracing where they're never going to rub off. Some, some blinds have a little sticker or they come with this, 10 page instruction manual, which you're like, what the heck? And it comes with hundreds of bolts and nuts and washers. I'm like, Oh my gosh, we didn't want that. We wanted something very sturdy, very quick, very easy. We can erect one of our blinds in 30 minutes or less. Mm-hmm. You're out the door and that thing will stay there for generations. You know, we wanted a blind that will last, uh, meaning, you know, it's a big investment. We all know that, mm-hmm. you know, not everybody can afford them. You know, it's a, it's a big investment. Uh, for, but for that investment, we want it to last and last and last. You put it out. The next year you come back, you open the door. There's literally no wasps, mm-hmm. no bugs, no insects. Blinds before, we'd go out September and I have my wife or rivers or our ranch hands, we'd have to bug bomb them because mm-hmm. it's just full of bugs. Mm-hmm. It's full of bugs. It wasn't sealed up. So we, we changed that or we didn't want the paint to fade. Like I said before, all of the steel work is powder coated. That thing, I don't know how long powder coat lasts, <laughs> but a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and our sheet metal is again, 26 gauge galvanized, which is then is primed and then painted with oil-filled enamel, I mean, it's not going to fade. It's not, not going to rust. Even if you scratch the paint, the, the sheeting underneath there is galvanized. It's not going to rust. So, again, it, it, we just wanted something. If you're going to pay that kind of money, we wanted the hunter, the buyer, to have it out there for generations to come. You know, daddy buys it, then his son buys it, and then maybe even his grandson buys it. It's always there, and they've had all these memories out of this stand. That's what we were shooting for, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, like I said, I, I looked at them. I was super impressed with them. Another feature that you mentioned that I like is the bow window. 
Um, you know, I feel like a lot of these types of blinds are built in Texas for Texas, you know, kind of that South Texas type thing. Yeah. And they have, you know, Absolutely. a three month long rifle season. And so people don't need to bow hunt out of them. But here in Oklahoma, we got the shorter gun seasons, long bow season. And so having that ability to bow That's hunt out right. of it is, is huge to me. Absolutely. We have some blinds on our stand from other manufacturers where hunt out of them. You know, not compounds. You just can't. And then some of our blinds, the bottom of the window was too tall. So meaning your your feeders out there 100 yards or 35 yards for archery, you kind of have to lift your butt off the seat to get that shot. So we really paid attention to our window height, and we made it a certain height. We actually lowered it a little bit where it's very user-friendly. I mean, you don't have to sit on your foot to make that shot, mm-hmm. you know, because moving around that more extra in the blind could cost you that, that opportunity, right? Mm-hmm. So we think that we've thought of everything. So all you got to worry about is shooting that big deer, mm-hmm. you know, and, and all means if, if one of our buyers has a great idea for our blinds, we're all ears, mm-hmm. you know. We've had some crazy ideas, you know. You're never going to cater to everybody's once you know people have people have you know all kinds of ideas just like car manufacturers you're never going to have enough options for that one guy (laughs) even if it you know has the butt massager and butt warmer well he's going to want something else Mm -hmm. you know there's just but we're pretty much optioned out yeah is how we feel yep awesome Awesome, man. Well, uh, I feel like we've covered both of these pretty darn good, and I, I definitely want to give you a chance to, you know, shout out your website and uh, and all that stuff. But uh, before we do that, any any closing thoughts on any either one of these topics? No, just uh, you know, you guys be looking for Oki Hides in the near future. We are gaining a lot of traction. Mm-hmm. We're aggressive young company. We're teaming up with a lot of people that's really going to help us get this vision going you know in the next year or so or less we're going to be at those box stores you know atwood's academy bass pro cabela's you know we're going to do everything we can to really push this blind uh we're going to get where we're going to need a larger facility we're going to need more people on staff but we never want to get so big where we stray away from the quality that we got now yeah and if that means we can only build 200 blinds a year, well, that means we can only build 200 blinds a year. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't want to get away from that being made in the USA, made in Oklahoma, the quality that we have. We don't ever want to get away from that. So we're just, we're really just trying to build the best blind out there. And that's, that's the honest truth. Awesome. So, you know, you guys go to our website, which is okihides.com and it's, it's super simple we're the only ones with that name or if you want to book a hunt with us go to woodscountywhitetails.com and you know we'll get you signed up uh we just got a lot of big things coming like i said again we teamed up with jeff danker uh mike hambach uh brad clay i mean we're we're brad clay he's going to do great things for us i have no doubt uh again we're setting up blinds for him tomorrow uh we should be filming on the pursuit channel very shortly, I believe. Uh, so, actually, and also today, Rivers Lynn, she's 
she got us a commercial on Hank FM and a couple other radio stations. I heard the voiceover today. It sounds great. So awesome. we're, again, we're just doing everything we can to get that name out there. We know we have the best blind. We just need the rest of the world to know it. Right, right. Awesome, man. Well, this was awesome. Very, very informative. Um, I think you did a great job. And, uh, yeah, so if somebody wants to book a hunt with you, Woods County Whitetails, somebody wants to buy a blind, Oakey Hides, um, yeah. Uh, anything else right off the top of your head before we uh, close out of here? Uh, no, just, just go and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all that. Uh, give us a like. Give us a shout-out. Uh, we're always doing some sort of giveaway or promotion, uh, just trying to stay interactive with all of our followers. Awesome. Perfect. All righty, Roy. Well, man, I've really appreciated this. You did a great job and, uh, I think we'll talk to you later. Perfect. Thank you, John. And that's going to do it for this week, folks. Thank you, Roy, for coming on. That was fantastic. Uh, I strongly encourage anyone listening to this, go to okiehides.com and look at these blinds. Uh, Roy and his team did a fantastic job designing and building them. They're rock solid. Go check them out. You won't regret it. Other than that, I think that's about it for me. Um, Like I said, I have a a consulting trip this coming weekend. If you're listening to this and are interested in having me out to your property, please, please shoot me a message. Um, I got another one or two out there that I'm uh, planning for this summer. So, yeah, don't hesitate to reach out to me. Check me out on Instagram, Facebook, all that good stuff. I love you guys. Thank you guys for tuning in. And until next week, I will see you right back here on the Oklahoma Outdoors Podcast.